Hello, everybody. You are listening to a Value Guys stock clip, a conversation pulled from a recent edition of the Value Guys Stock Talk Show, available on iTunes or any search box near you. Let's listen in. EBIT over earning enterprise value, what have you, and then you uh, you add those ranks together and you rank them on sort of an average rank. And Herbalife uh, came up pretty high in that screen. Well, they were out of a uh, hundred companies that we looked at there. They were, I think, in the in the thirties, and it was primarily uh, due to you know they have a very high return on equity, strong return on assets, very strong, and. Uh, of course, there's a lot of controversy. You were going to bring it up in the news item at one point. So. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. You know that right now you've got two large uh, hedge funds that are taking opposite positions on on the controversy of Herbalife. That, that controversy being, you know, is it a real company or is it a... There's two big pyra- personalities. Is it a, is it a, yeah, and is it a pyramid scheme? Um, and you've got on one side that thinks uh, the, the, the company's a Ponzi scheme is Dan Ackerman. Okay, right. Um, and, yeah. on the, um, and on the, uh, I'm sorry, Bill Ackerman. And on the other side of the trade, you've got Carl Icahn, the 77-year-old, you know. Eccentric. Yeah, I guess he is a little eccentric, but he's also the father now. of, you know, corporate takeovers. And so both of these guys are, and, and this, listen to this, because this is going to be interesting to talk about the numbers. Ackerman... He said he's called Herbalife a, quote, a fraud, quote, a pyramid scheme, quote, a modern-day version of a Ponzi scheme that should be put out of business by federal regulators. <laughs> he then said to CNN and Bloomberg TV, quote, this is the highest conviction I've ever had about any investment I've ever made. Wow. Holy, come on, That's man. That's a lot what, of serious What, what base did he not cover? So on one side, you have this guy, and he is pretty damn smart, yeah. and his fund is pretty damn big. Yeah, right. got to listen and to that. And he's bought into the fact that Herbalife is a literally a fraud. Literally he's not a, pulling any punches on those No sugarcoating that. Yeah. Right. So... Let's, and then what's uh, Carl Icahn saying? Does it? Uh, you have any uh, he's not, color he, on him? He's just saying no, it isn't, and not, I disagree. Right. And I haven't read anything where he has sort of gone through and systematically defended the company or what they're doing. But you know, the idea he's just putting up. He's putting up a bunch of money, right. and he's uh, getting he says, involved. You know, so the controversy is: are they just cramming distribution channels, and no one's there actually actually buying this stuff? Well, you know, it's he, a Ponzi scheme where I give you. You know, uh, ten bottles of this stuff to sell, and you give someone else ten bottles to sell, and right. someone else, and no one ever. And actually then I give you buys a magic it. coin, and then I get it on my financial statements. So yeah. I, um, uh, anyway, well, so here on the value guys, we're going to dig into this controversy at Herbalife, well, and we see. may end up being completely wrong, but which would be let the first us time, us. <laughs> right? <laughs> or. Or as, right. as we've said, um, often wrong, never in doubt. Often wrong. You know, we don't listen to the shows, and right. since we're heavily drinking, we don't really remember what we might have said in the past, and our wives are kind enough not to remind us. And we so, have good lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> so Herbalife came up on the screen. Whoa. And, of course, it's controversial, but it came up on the screen because it looks like a good value. Let me give you some of the stats. Seven times EBITDA, that's a 14% cash-on-cash return. 1.2 times sales, and it trades in a range of 2.6 on the high, 0.3 on the low. So it's about midway 
on price sales. Price to cash flow, 8.8 times. Okay, that's uh, some kind of 11%, 12% return on price. And it trades in a range of 3 to 20. So again, not exactly at the high end. Uh, price to book doesn't mean much here. There's no book. It's a bunch of desks and uh, fax machines, you know, over there. And on a PE basis, it's 11 times in a historical range of 24 to 4. So on those metrics, it looks pretty good. I swing over to the income statement, okay? EBITDA margins, very consistent in the upper teens, 16 17%, 18%. Few companies are quite that stable. Gross margin, uh, huge, okay? 79.6%, 78%, within a 3-4 point range. And again, the stability of this is very uh, significant in the sense that it's rare. And so it looks like a kind of a cost plus model. They have some model in mind. And uh, and it's consistent and it works, which tells me that without getting that pushback from customers on the demand side that affects price, these guys are in effect getting this consistent price. It suggests to me they have pricing power. Otherwise, things wouldn't be quite so consistent. In other words, they couldn't decide the price if there's a market price. And so they're they're giving customers a good deal in some way, if you look at it that way. Return on assets... <clears throat> Again, they're asset light. They're putting up mid-20s, low-30s. They have some leverage uh, four and five times assets to equity, but the business is very stable, so it can support that. Return on equity in the, you know, 100%, 80%, etc. So those are the metrics that are attractive to a, a value buyer. Sales have been moving up. Looks like they accelerated in the last few years. They may be a an acquisition in here, I can't really tell. Long-term debt is up in 2012. That may have been something. But, you know, they have consistent EBIT growth. Even during the downturn, the Grand Recession or whatever we have, it was down only in one year, EBIT that is, in uh, in 2009 by, uh, you know, less than 10%. So that's not meaningful. And sales were flat in that year. So, you know, pretty good history. Unless Mr... Ackman is right, and this is all a wild fraud, which we're going to talk about. These numbers are looking pretty good, Mo. Well, that's what's interesting, and it, and it is something just to, to I, talk about for a second. You and I in the street can look at the numbers of Herbalife, and we will not really be able to identify the kind of fraud that the company is being accused of, because it's not going to show up in the numbers. And what they're being accused of is stuffing the distribution channels. And so it's a pyramid scheme. I buy 10, um, I buy 10 uh, bottles of your supplement. Mm-hmm. And then okay. I, I get, I recruit people and each one of those people have to buy 10 yeah. bottles that they're ultimately going right, to sell. But let me ask and they something. recruit 10 people. Right. And the, the concern is that no one's actually buying this. But it's just more and more people are being brought into the scheme, and that's what's driving the pretend Mo, revenue. I've got the data here today, here on the show. I've got the data to right in disprove. front of me, and I've given it to you <clears throat> to address these issues. Right here on The Value, guys. We're a podcast. We're free. 
we are going to examine carefully. And go these. where no man has gone. Right. All right. Here yeah. we go. All right. It's in front of so, you. So, in front of me, and we normally don't do this kind of work, so I'm a little embarrassed, let me just say, about even printing this stuff out. But what we have in front of us here, ladies and gentlemen, is complete and thorough financial statements on Herbalife. A complete income statement with every detail. Okay. They also have a disclaimer that sounds a lot like ours at the beginning of the show. It says right here, these numbers are for entertainment purposes. Ignore that. That's just a caveat. You don't think? They all say that. Okay. No. And then we've got complete cash flow statements. We know what they're reporting. Unless Mr. Ackman is saying the accountants are fraud, these numbers are lies. If there is truly shadow stuffing... It wouldn't be the first time. Well, for this company it certainly would be, but it wouldn't be the first time in history, of course. But what we're looking at is the income statement, and cash the flow statement, and the balance sheet. Now, what Mr. Ackman is, is suggesting is that by uh, you know having people that are employees and selling them inven- product, you're really increasing inventory, and you're channel stuffing in some way, and you're counting it as sales. So let's take a look at this suggestion. Um, <coughs> On the uh, balance sheet I'm looking at, Mo, let's take a look at the flows of assets. Over the last five years, from December 07 through December 12, we're looking at annual data. Mm-hmm. Herbalife, first of all, the cash. So this is bank statements that show cash balances that hard, are been hard to face audited now. by accountants. Right. That is up $160 million. Real money, let's just talk about that right. first of all. There, keep that in mind. Accounts receivable, this is money that is owed to them. They have bills of sale, legal contracts, documents that show that people owe them about $60 million more than they've received. Those are legal obligations yeah. of the company. Inventory. Now, here's where, okay, we can have some issue because companies can put their own numbers on inventory. Their inventory from December 07 to December 12 is up $209 million. That's what they're suggesting. Mm -hmm. And let's just admit here on the show, we don't know. They're putting, you know, the manufacturing costs, labor costs. They're adding it all up, inventory. I think a lot of this is just stuff they've bought somewhere, but they've assembled it. But let's assume that that number isn't right. Maybe that $209 million that they show for inventory is really zero. Let's just say that. Take it out. Okay, take it out. How many shares does this company have? Uh, let me try to find the number here. They have 118 million shares. Let's say that 209 million increase in inventory is a fraud. Okay. Why? What's the it's effect? Not there. That you decline, reduce your estimate of the value of Herbalife by two dollars because that's how much we're talking about in inventory. And by on the a, way, on a 47 dollar stock. I don't believe it's a fraud, but let's just assume the worst. All those numbers for inventory, which are harder to trace than cash or accounts receivable, are fraudulent. That's $2 a share, so let's keep that in mind. We're going to deduct that from the value of Herbalife. Then we've got other current assets. We don't know what those are. They could be things they've paid in advance or whatever. 
it's 50 million. Again, uh, that's 50 cents a share. Let's just assume that's a lie because these people at Herbalife conceivably could lie. So I'm going to deduct, I'm going to take another 50 cents a share. That could be a lie. Then we look at the current liabilities. Over that period, um, while current assets were up 480 million, current liabilities were up 325 million. And, um, you know, all of those are legitimate. Clearly, that is uh, all money they actually owe. So I'll accept that. Long-term debt was up only 70 million over the period. So to to back up, current assets were up 480 million. I'm going to subtract the 209 and assume that inventory wasn't really happening. So that's up 280 million. And offsetting that were increases in current liabilities and long-term debt of 400 million. That's a difference of about 120 million or a buck 20 a share. So, assuming the worst for them, I'm negative a buck 20 a share. Um, and in the in the case of Mr. Ackman's accusations, I think that's all we really have. Mo is uh, is the, the you know the assumption that the inventory increases aren't correct. Now let's look at the sales increases compared to the numbers I just talked. Now about. just to go back to that for one second. Yeah. The inventory increases. This is where. Hedge funds use very specialized firms that go out and research this exact sort of thing. And you and I know that we both have often way too much to do to do that kind of tire kicking on a company. To literally send almost the version of private investor slash analyst out to spend time and identify whether that's a fraud. And presumably the, uh, there is a... you're talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm willing a, to give it. And there is a firm that has gone out and, and actually d- determined, presumably, that fraud, in fact, is happening. And uh, you can go look at Indigo Research and see what they have to say about this. Because they're, they're the source of a lot of what Ackman is uh, basing his short on. So... I just Stay think, tuned. We'll, well see. I'm we'll see done. how the battle of the tide. I'm not done, Mark. You're going to tell I'm us. I'm not done. You're going to tell us. So I've got. If I assume the last five years the increase in inventory is a fraud, yes, that's 209 million that I'm going to take away. Okay. When I look at their income statement, so this is sales that are reported. Mm-hmm. Um, that number and sales are hard to fake. Um, now, you can be channel stuffing, but that would mean that at some point sales growth would start heading the other way or uh, productivity would go down. But we're not seeing any of that. We're seeing over the last five years, the same five years where I could question the $200 million increase in inventory, sales are up $1.9 billion. Okay. Gross income over that period is up... Uh, Let's see here, $1.4 billion in gross income. So from $1.7 to $3.2. SG&A over the period, another place where you could be, you know, hiding money by overpaying people or what have you or underpaying them. That's up $1.2 billion. So uh, still lower than the increase in gross income. And EBIT growth over the period is up $340 million. So, I'd say this. If the entire increase in inventory is a fraud, 
that means that EBIT over the period is roughly flat instead of up by 340 million. That means that EBIT in the current year is 340 million. And instead of selling at, so that would mean it's half its current level, mm-hmm. that's all that these accusations would mean, which by the way I don't believe. But that means that Herbalife is at 13 times EBITDA instead of 7, still within the historical range. And if you think of these products as an annuity, because they clearly have buyers that love them, uh, annuities right now, um, you know, the, the long-term treasury sells it, in effect, 50 times earnings. And so I would say uh, at, at even 10 times EBITDA, 12 times EBITDA, this is cheap. And that's assuming Ackman is right that the inventory is a fraud, which I don't believe, my friend. May I just End of story. May I just offer the fact that he is not really questioning any increase in inventory. Here is what he's saying. He's saying the company is a fraud. Now, I'm going to give you one more quote. In February, he told Bloomberg News that the stock, which was about 40 then, it's about 47 now, will go to zero. Zero. And he has bet more than a billion dollars of his own money on that conviction. So, to set the record perfectly straight, this is a guy who's saying, I don't care about what you're saying about inventories or what you're saying about your income statement or your cash flows. The basic premise of this company is fraudulent. And that is one of the things that's very, very difficult. I mean, ultimately, we'll know, but it's very difficult to prove because you you are assuming that you have distributors with with heavy-duty sales quotas put on their heads, yeah. and they are, they are forcing every one of their friends to become distributors and buy product from them, and those people are under pressure, and they're forcing their friends. That's true. But what if, is Coca-Cola doing everything anything different in the sense that anyone who drinks Coca-Cola tells other people to buy Coca-Cola? If these sales numbers but are But at right. some point, someone consumes the Coca-Cola, and the concern is that no one at the, is finally ever consuming any of these supplements. They're just being passed on from one distributor to another newbie distributor. Well, here's what I do believe, is that it makes sense to become a distributor because you can buy product cheaper. So I do think that in their model, a distributor... Maybe is a, a customer. customer. But, assuming assuming they're actually. But here's what you this. need to rely on, in my opinion, and this is where I think Mr. Ackman gets a little bit beyond reason. Mm-hmm. Is that if they sell four billion dollars worth of stuff, I don't know uh, how many distributors they have because I've done as little work as possible. Well, they have they have sixty two hundred employees. I'm assuming most of them. Let's are say just, half of them are. Uh, nah, more than that. Okay. They don't have that much. So let's home. do this. Four billion. Four billion in sales, and how many people did you just call it? Six thousand. Six thousand. So that's six hundred and sixty-six thousand people. Assuming all those sales, or I'm sorry, that's six hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars per employee. Right. So if most of these are probably women, but maybe some men. I don't know. But let's say you're someone's spouse who's doing this. And you're buying 600000 I would suggest to you, my friend, that is not freaking possible right. because Good I've point. got audits of cash 
on the balance sheet by banks. And if people are honestly spending $600,000 a year on my product, and then next year they spend another $600,000, then they're not in the same economy as us. Or they all... You know, or this our, stuff really works. Our only billionaire's kids are selling Herbalife. But he, I think that these sales are real. If they're coming from people who call themselves distributors so they can feel like they have a job, but really they're just watching TVs. And, and you know, yeah. I mean, so that's kind of where I come out. These numbers, Mo, don't add up. Because if your spouse were buying this much stuff and it was in your garage, I mean... Where are you going to put your boat? My spouse <laughs> does buy that much. <laughs> well, you have an extra garage. <laughs> but most people, they're going to notice that kind of build-up in inventory. That'd be my opinion. So, Good point. Anyway. Good point. Uh, okay. That's a deep dive on Herbalife. That was. Yeah.